Welcome to the Worthy Bitch Podcast, the place where we discuss all things self-worth so we can stop living life as a victim and start living life on purpose. My name is Autumn. I'm your host and the creatrix of The Worthy Bitch. I am so excited that you have made the decision to embark on your Worthy Bitch journey. Now let's dive into ourselves. Welcome back to another episode of the Worthy Bitch Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about all things kappa. So this is the caboose of the little mini season that we're, or little mini series that we have been working on of breaking down the doshas. So doshas 101, vata 101, pitta 101, and now we have kappa 101. So if you missed the other two, go back and listen to those. They're really in-depth and in-detailed. Okay, so let's just dive right in. Cappadocia. Cappadocia is the element of earth and water. So again, I will repeat myself if you didn't listen to the other episodes that usually in um, America, we only refer to the doshas, if at all, by air, space, or air, fire, and water. Air is vata, fire is pitta, and earth, I'm sorry, not water, earth is kappa, but they also have their secondary element as well, and for kappa, it is water. So kappa is earth and water. So it's that really grounded, fluid energy. Kappa is seen in the times of day of between 6 and 10, both in the a.m. and in the p.m. So this is the early morning and the early evening. So it's kind of like that auspicious time um, in the dawn. I think the Vata time is a little bit more auspicious, but this is right right there with it. So this is that really yummy, cozy, getting ready for bed, getting ready for your day energy. And it's seen during the spring and the winter months. And that makes a lot of sense if you look at earth and water qualities. Spring is all about uh, the rain and then the new plants and the babies and all of things, life growing. And then winter is very... Um, heavy, cold, wet, all those things. And we'll talk about that in detail, how to see that. So how do you recognize a COPPA person? How would you recognize it in yourself? How would you recognize it in others? How would you just see, you know, see maybe you have children, maybe you have family members, or maybe you just like to, um, when you play a game with yourself, when you see new people. So how would you recognize a Cappadocia? So Cappadocias have a larger frame. They tend to gain weight a lot easier than the other doshas. Um, and then when they do gain weight, it would generally be in their shoulders and in their hips, their thighs, because it's literally like they're carrying the weight of the world. So their arms and their shoulders and their legs get really thick to help them support um, the weight that they're carrying because they're always taking on everybody else's stuff. They have really big, beautiful features, big, beautiful eyes, big, beautiful lips, really thick lips, um, really thick hair. They usually have darker hair or lighter hair, depending on what their secondary dosha is. But I will say that I have seen more kappas that are actually blonde. So, um, Pitta and Kappa have that similar that similar quality where they are lighter in features, lighter skin, lighter hair, lighter eyes. So Kappa eyes a lot of times are that really beautiful crystal blue. Um, 
they have really moist skin, wrinkle-free skin, whereas if you see a Vata, Vatas have more, more wrinkles than um, the others because they have less moisture in their skin, but Kappa has a lot of moisture in their skin, and so they, they don't get wrinkles as easily as the other ones do, so that is a huge bonus for Kappas. They stay looking younger, a lot easier, or a lot longer because they have all those good juices flowing through them. Again, they're on the paler side. Um, they tend to be sensitive to the sun, and um, but they will actually. I take that back. That's Pitta. Pitta is sensitive to the sun. Kapha actually, I don't think, is too sensitive to the sun, depending on their secondary dosha. I think they can tan. I think. Huh. Anyways, when they get, um, yeah, it all depends on their secondary dosha. I've never really. I don't know why my brain is having a fart over that one right now. <laughs> um, but when they get spots on their skin, they're going to be white spots. So, Bata gets brown, Pitta gets red, Kappa gets white. Okay, so let's talk about the gunas. Again, if you have not listened to my episode all about the gunas, the Sanskrit term for quality, the Ayurvedic qualities, then go back and listen to those. I'm going to dive into why, why they're important, why we need to learn them, what they all are, how to balance them, all of those things. But the gunas, the qualities are important to understand. So if you have a really heavy, dense quality, you need to bring in a lighter, stimulating quality to balance that out. So that's why we need to recognize these in ourselves, in our environment, in our world, so that way we can know what medicine to apply so we can balance ourselves back out. So the kapha gunas, the kapha qualities are heavy, slow, dull, cold, cool, oily, smooth, you know, sliminess to it, dense, uh, cloudy, sticky, sweet, and static. So if you listen to all of these heavy, slow, dense, you know, those all kind of go together. Dull, cold, and cool, and smooth, and cloudy. Those kind of go together. I guess sticky and static go with heavy and dense, and then sweet. and Yeah, so those are all, you can picture these things in your mind. If you have something that's too sweet, you what would you need to bring in to balance that sweet? Maybe something salty. If you have something that's too static that doesn't want to move, what do you need to bring in? Something stimulating, something that's moving. If something is slimy, you would need to dry something that's drying that out. If it's too oily, you know, so you, so you see this? See how we do this here? So what does a kappa need? What do kappas need to balance themselves out? So they need energizing, stimulating, detoxifying, and warming qualities. Makes a lot of sense. They need to pick it up. They need to get rid of that heavy slowness. They need to energize themselves, stimulate themselves, detoxify all that sticky, slimy denseness on the inside, that dullness, and then warm it up. Okay, so what we talked about what a balanced uh, kappa body looks like. So if you were to just Try and recognize people. You can see their characteristics. You know, they're on the heavier side. They usually have stronger bodies, thicker bodies. They are um, that mama bear energy. They're really nurturing. They they really take in, like they, they give you those big papa bear hug kind of things. Um, so when you see people like that, you can recognize their big lips, big eyes, all of those type of things. Really, really um, lustrous feel to them. Who is a good kappa? Robin Williams. Robin Williams is a kappa. Um, uh, Oprah Winfrey. She's a kappa. So let's see. A balanced kappa mind. So they tend to be structured. They tend to be very structured. A pitta is very structured, but a kappa is a little bit more like 
completely, completely set in their ways. Whereas a pitta is structured in a way that they they take action on what they need to do. Um, Kappas are a little bit more stubborn and stuck in their ways. So you can see how if they get too stuck, that can cause imbalance and that can cause issues in their lives. But they really have a routine and they stick to it for all costs. My brother has a lot of copper energy in him and he's so funny. You could ask him to do something like my mom will ask him to take out the trash and then he's like, oh no, I have an alarm set at 7 a.m. or at 7 p.m. to do that and I'll do it then. You know, but he has a lot of uh, pitta and kappa energy in his body and very little vata. So there's not a lot of room for spontaneity and flexibility. He's very set in his ways, So that's something we have to work on with him. Um, they have a very calm, sympathetic, courageous, nurturing, loving energy about them. Again, mama bear energy. They are emotionally secure. So they know, they understand their feelings. They feel their feelings. They they want to connect with others on a deeper emotional level. They are all about the heart center. So what does a ba- an a imbalanced kappa mind look like? So when the kappa mind goes out of balance, how does that show up? It shows up as oversleeping, lethargy, so too much heaviness, too much denseness, so they get tired and they, they don't want to do anything, so they need to stimulate themselves, right? So we'll go back to that. You know, a good essential oil for stimulating is citruses. Citruses are super stimulating for the senses. They, they create a lot of happiness in the body and get you going. Another sign of an imbalanced cup of mind is attachment and depression. So depression comes from living in the past, holding on, being attached to things that you can no longer have. Um, this is a very kappa, kappa quality that they possess if they get too stuck in their ways and then things always change because that's just the way life goes. It keeps moving forward. Kappas don't always really care for that, especially if they have too much kappa in their mind, then that they get really depressed and um, depending on their secondary dosha is how they will respond in that situation. Um, putting others' needs ahead of their own. They are known for sacrificing everything for themselves and doing everything for other people. And then what happens? Usually they have sacrificed so much of themselves all day long for everybody else around them, and they're not happy so that then at the end of the day they need to they need to do something to make themselves feel happy. And what usually ends up happening is that shows up in the form of binge eating. And so this is something that kappas need to be very conscious of, um, putting other people and denying themselves, causing them to have uh, different types of reactions afterwards, such as binge eating is a huge one for kappas. So be really aware of that, especially you would be binge eating foods that you probably wouldn't usually eat and especially not a lot of, a lot of sweets and stuff of that nature. And then greed, since they are so giving, um, the flip side of that, that they can get to, they can start to hold on and they can get really greedy about their stuff and they won't want to give give anymore because they've given too much. So since we discussed what a balanced kappa body looks like what does it look like when it's out of balance when a kappa body is out of balance it shows up as congestion it shows up as mucus so the chest uh kappa rolls the chest your lungs your heart all of those type of things so congestion and mucus are formed from stickiness heaviness coolness static dense all of that stuff in the in the body in the um in the chest. 
Uh, and, and that is when we start to see a lot of issues such as infections and we start to get sick is because the your body can't clean itself because the mucus, the congestion is stuck. It's holding all of that illness in and then the illness is taking over your body. So you can see why it's really important to detoxify that mucus out. If you know somebody who's always congested, they're always having a runny, stuffy nose, they're always um, dealing with those mucus congestion issues, please help that person because they're having a lot more issues on the inside than from what you can just see on the outside. And the longer that goes on, the more problems they're going to have. They don't have to have that mucus, that congestion. Number one thing that causes mucus in people's bodies is dairy. Dairy is the number one thing I challenge you. If you have a huge problem with mucus and congestion and allergies and stuff, cut out dairy for like a week and see how you feel. Um, it changed my life. I used to not be able to breathe at night because my congestion was so bad. People called me the <clears throat> girl because I was constantly sick with allergies and stuff like that and being congested. And I constantly had to clear my throat of the congestion. Had I known that that was because of the diet that I was consuming and the way that I was living my life, um, I would have healed myself a lot sooner. But it, it, it was something that I struggled with for over 20 years. Um, heaviness and lethargy. Again, we talked about that. That is um, part of oversleeping. So oversleeping would be an imbalanced mind and then heaviness um, would be the imbalanced body. Coughs and colds. Again, it's in the chest and the mucus is holding it all in and it's showing up as a cough. It's showing up as a cold because your body can't detoxify that stuff out of there. Infections. Infections are a big one for coppas again because they can't let go of things. Um, cold hands and feet, clammy, clamminess, hands and feet that they can't warm their hands and feet. Um, but this is, I think, where the expression comes from, cold hands, warm heart, because this is definitely the energy of a cop of clammy hands, cold hands and feet, and a warm, warm heart. Um, thyroid issues leading to weight gain is a big one for coppas. They, they're the ones that have thyroid issues. Um, slow digestion and overeating. This is also a big one for, for coppas. They already have a slower digestion than the other doshas, and then they tend to eat more. Do not eat until you're full. This goes for every dosha. You eat until you're, this goes, so, so every single person in the world, you only eat until you're 75% full. This is how you maximize your digestion. This is how you maximize your nutrient absorption and all of those good things. And especially when you're a kappa, eat slow. You, your food digests slow. If you eat so fast, like then all of a sudden you're going to be so full and you're going to be over full and then you're going to be mad at yourself. Kappas are really hard on themselves. They get mad at themselves for doing the same things that they always hold on to keep on doing because that's the energy, the attachment. They're attached to these toxic patterns that are keeping them mad at themselves and they're not able to let go of it. So really focus on letting go. Let it go. Every time I'm studying the kappa, it makes me think of that song from uh, from Frozen. You know, when Elsa's singing, let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore. I don't I don't really know all the words, and I'm not a good singer, but, but that's what it reminds me of. Okay, so the six tastes. I have a question for you. Are you always searching for holistic ways to heal your ailments? I know, girl. Me too. Well, I am so excited to share something with you that has honestly changed my life forever. Like, seriously, I am never going back. Have you heard of essential oils? If you haven't, then my next question would be, have you been living under a rock? 
Essential oils have helped me in so many ways. I cannot even mention them all here, but I will tell you my faves. I started using essential oils because I have suffered from migraines since I was 12, and I've always hated taking migraine medication. Anyone who's taken it knows that it's almost as bad as the migraine itself. It leaves you feeling all woozy and out of touch with reality, and the only thing that you want to do is sleep, like for the rest of your life. Ew. Well, my mom introduced me to peppermint essential oil, and I cannot even remember the last time I had to take one of those nasty little pills to hopefully ease the pain. I just put a few drops of essential oil on my head and neck, and within seconds, I'm feeling relief. And I even put it on my tummy because it has very powerful anti-nausea effects, and if you have ever had a migraine, then you know how nauseous you can be from them. And I have to mention tea tree oil here because it's been a lifesaver for me during these COVID times. I've been diffusing it constantly to keep the air purified in my apartment. It gives me so much peace of mind because even just breathing comfortably can feel a little challenging these days. If you want to learn more about the magical powers of essential oils and how they can help you heal in your life, then scroll on down to my doTERRA link in the show notes. There you will learn all about what essential oils are, how they work, and how to use essential oils to change your life. And feel free to reach out to me on social with any questions you may have. I look forward to seeing you there. We are going to talk about the six tastes. There are six tastes in Ayurveda. Sweet, sour, salty, pungent, astringent, and bitter. So you're probably familiar with sweet. Fruits, dates, things of that nature. Sour, lemons, limes. We're all pretty familiar with those flavors. Salty, um, seaweed, salty nuts. Celery is also kind of a salty veggie. Those types of things. Salt itself. Sea salt. Um, Pungent. So this might be something you're not as familiar with. Pungent is garlic, onions, mustard, and hot spices. So it's really going to be that punch you in your face. It's really pungent. It really packs a punch in your mouth. Um, It's going to have a lot of heat. Um, Astringent. So astringent is something else you may not have a lot of uh, familiarity with, but it's that feeling that you get in your mouth when you bite into something and you get that little dry feeling in your mouth and that kind of pucker. It's not a sour pucker, but it's a dry pucker. It comes from eating like a underripe banana or something, like a green banana. You can feel that in your in your mouth, that dryness. And um, it's also from celery and raw veggies. Um, Kappa doesn't ever really want to eat raw veggies. This digestion is too slow. There's not enough fire to break it down because your stomach is like your second oven. So first you cook the oven, cook the food before you eat it to get a head start on the digestion so it makes it easier on your body. If you're not using your first oven outside of your body and cooking that food and getting that head start going, it's making it a lot harder on your body to break it down and to digest it and to absorb those nutrients. That's why they say that eating raw stuff is good for losing weight because it makes your body work really really hard but it can have the opposite effect steaming your veggies steaming veggies lightly for kappa is perfect Um, and then the bitter flavor we usually are familiar with this in the form of like medications from when we're children but it also is seen in leafy greens brussels sprouts asparagus things of that nature my favorites my personal favorites so vata Okay, pacifying tastes. So in Ayurveda, there are three tastes for each uh, dosha that makes it feel better and it soothes it and it decreases that, that energy of that dosha. And there are three tastes that 
do the opposite. They aggravate that dosha. They increase that dosha. They push it out of balance. So that's why it's so important to recognize these. Pay attention to how you're feeding yourself and how you feel after you eat. Always pay attention to how you feel after you eat and then think about what you ate and why you feel that way. Do you feel great? What did you have that made you feel great? You shouldn't feel heavy, tired, bloated, you know, sick like you need a nap after you eat every meal. Food is fuel, okay? It's not anchors. (laughs) It's supposed to make you ready to accomplish things. It's supposed to fuel you for your life, not hold you back. If you're feeling too heavy from food, then you're eating the wrong food. Okay, so the pacifying tastes for Cappadocia, the tastes that are going to make Cappadocia soothe, decrease Cappadocia, balance Cappadocia, prevent Cappadocia from going out of balance, are pungent that onions, garlics, uh, mustard, and hot spices, those pungent pack a punch in your mouth. Kappa needs something to pack a punch and stimulate it, okay? So that makes a lot of sense. Astringent. Kappa is really moist, so, so moist. Remember, we talked about all the moisture, all the congestion, all that mucus, all that stuff. So the astringent quality of biting into that green banana or the celery or something, that's that drying feeling in your mouth, that is perfect for kappa. That's what kappa needs. And bitter. Bitter is also a drying quality. So those Brussels sprouts, um, asparagus, leafy greens, things of that nature are great for kappa. Again, steaming your veggies, bootables with like quinoa and some steamed greens and um, let's see, some maybe some seeds. I feel like kappa was one to avoid nuts and tend towards seeds instead, which actually I'm way more of a fan of seeds than nuts anyway. I love them both, but seeds just are literally pure life force energy. Think about if you plant them in the ground, they're going to turn into a plant that's going to produce more of that thing and you're consuming that. Sprouting your seeds and your nuts is even better. But kappas do want to avoid having too much nuts because they are fattening. Okay, aggravating taste for kappa. Okay, what is going to push kappadocia out of balance and make it feel aggravated? Sweet flavors. Kappas are already super sweet, and when they add more sweet, they, they, they get real soft, okay? If that makes a lot of sense. They get real soft and smushy, and they want to just lay and... Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Sour. Sour flavors are heavy and salty flavors are heavy. So if you think about it, pungent, astringent, and bitter are all lighter flavors. The more you play with this, the more you learn about this, the more you hear it, even if you have to re-listen to this over and over again, the more you hear it, the more it'll click in your mind. The more you apply it to your life, the more it will click in your mind. It will make sense. You will be able to intuitively feel, listen to your body, know what you need, ask your body what it wants, and be able to feed yourself the best of your ability that is the best for your body, for your doshas, and your dosha changes every minute of the day. That's at the beginning. We talked about kapha time being from, you know, 6 to 10. So it changes throughout the day what dosha is prominent. You want to eat your largest meal of the day, especially for kapha at noon during pitta time. Eat your largest meal of the day at noon. I don't care what dosha you are. Eat your largest meal of the day at noon. When the sun is highest in the sky, your digestive fire is highest in your body, you are able to absorb the nutrients, digest the food the best at noon every day. Okay, so the aggravating, aggravating tastes are sweet, sour, and salty. That makes a lot of sense. They're really heavy. Um, salty flavors trigger more eating, so that's going to make couple want to eat, overeat even more. All right, so what are a few balancing practices for vata or for kapha um, that can 
bring you some balance right now. What can you do today to start feeling better? Well, I'm going to tell you. So one, we're going to start with food. This is the biggest thing for Kappa. Kappas love food and they are really great in making things yummy. They want everything to be yummy and lovey and just good. Okay. So you want to kind of switch up your diet from what you've been doing. Stop eating so much like soft, sweet, comfort foods, and you want to eat more stimulating, warming, well-spiced foods. So a great thing for a kappa to do to reset the system would to be uh, to do a khichri cleanse. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's an Ayurvedic cleanse, K-I-T, C-H-A-R-I, khichri. And it's just rice and mung beans and seasonings and spices. And so what happens is it gives your body a break um, and it also nourishes you on a deeper, on a cellular level. And it gives your body a break so that way it can detoxify. It can get, it can do some of the things that it can't do because we're filling it so full of stuff all the time. So your body has a whole process, a whole digestion process that it does. I'm going to do an episode all about eating for your doshas, eating the Ayurvedic way, and I'll talk about how the whole process of digestion and why it's so important to wait until you're hungry again to eat. This is a challenge for kappas. Wait until you are hungry to eat. And I don't just mean when your mouth decides it wants to taste something. A good way that I've trained myself is when I think I'm hungry, I start craving something with my tongue. My tongue thinks it wants something yummy. And so I'll say, oh, well, you want to eat a bag of chips right now. Well, I'm not going to let you eat a bag of chips right now, but you can have some, you know, carrots and hummus instead. Do you still want that? And if my body says yes, then I know that it's truly hungry. But if it says no, then it's craving something just for the fact of craving it. So that's a good way to question your body. Um, Abhyanga, self-oil massage. This is really great for all the doshas, especially vata and kapha. You want to use almond oil. It's a little bit more warming. And you want to use uh, more of a vigorous massage. So don't be so gentle. Like with a vata, you would be a lot more gentle and, and slow and smooth. But with this, you're going to be a lot more um, energizing with it. So you want to stimulate your own body while you're rubbing the oil in, warming it up, feeling your own energy there, okay? Um, and there is a specific way to do the abhyanga, the self-oil massage that is best for moving the energy and moving everything through your body. And I'm going to do an episode all about, um, you know, self-care for the doshas, but you want to start on your right side and end on your left side, okay? That's all I'm going to say for now. Okay, meditating on the solar plexus chakra, taking action, your right to having authority over your life, your right to say no, your right to have boundaries. Focus on these things, okay? Take power back over your life. Stop giving your power away and, and then blaming other people for X, Y, and Z or whatever it may be. Say no. Put up your boundaries, not walls. Healthy boundaries are very different than walls. Walls, nothing can come in or out. Boundaries is just like, you know, you know, you can cross it if you need to for whatever, and you can expand the, them and move them around, but your walls are walls. They got to be knocked down to move, right? So we're talking about boundaries and have authority over your life. So pranayama, pranayama is breath work. So guided breathing, you want to speed it up. You want to go in the nose and out the mouth. That's a really warming breath. Um, also in the nose and out the nose is even more warming. And I think that's the one I recommended for Vata. But in the nose, 
out the nose or in the nose, out the mouth is going to be more warming. In the nose and out the mouth is really going to expel a lot of excess kappa. So if you have a lot of excess kappa in your body and you're feeling really heavy, do this practice where you inhale all the way deep into your into your abdomen with your nose, and then you're going to exhale through your mouth and sigh it out. I'll do an example for you now. You're going to inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. So you're just letting that kappa out. Those sighs, sighing is really expelling a lot of excess kappa. And I'm not going to do that too much because I don't have a lot of kappa to get rid of, okay? But if you do, then you need to do those things. Asana, what are the type of practices that uh, kappas need to use in their body so that they can stimulate their body. They need to exercise, right? We all need to exercise. So for some, they need to calm down their exercise and for others, we need to spice it up, right? Cup is one of those ones we need to spice it up. So we're gonna do hot yoga. I wouldn't usually recommend hot yoga for any doshas or for anybody. I have heard mixed things. I personally don't go to hot yoga anymore. I love it. I love it so much, but as a pitta with my pitta, really easily goes out of balance in my body. I choose to avoid that. Um, but if a dosha were to enjoy hot yoga, it would be a kapha dosha. I still, I don't think it's the best for vata either because it's aggravating. It's a uh, very, very, very hot. It's a little too hot. But if you love hot yoga and you're a kapha, I'll say go for it sparingly. Um, don't ho hold your poses too long. Kappas are really good at staying in like mountain pose and holding their poses. They're super strong. They can really hold it for a long time. But what they need to do is actually keep moving. Move on, move on, move on. Don't hold a pose too long and work on that strength. You want to keep, you want to work on getting your body moving, not holding. It's already really good at that. You're a gifted uh, holder. You're a gifted, you know, you're you're really strong and in, in that sort of thing. But now we need to practice the movement. Practice letting go. Practice keep moving forward. You want to stay up off the floor. You, Whereas Vata and Pitta would want to go onto the floor, Kappa is going to want to stay up off the floor. They want to do a lot more standing and, um, yeah, mostly standing and, you know, downward dog, things of that nature. Don't let your abdomen and your bottom be on the floor or your back as much as possible. And when you get to Savasana at the end of your practice or whatever, whatever you do, you don't have to do yoga as a kapha either. But whatever you do, you want to make sure it's a stimulating, a stimulating exercise, a stimulating practice. If you like to, you know, walk outside or whatever, do a fast-paced walk. Don't do a slow-paced walk. Um, and you want to keep your drishti to the sky, looking upwards towards the possibilities. Kappas love to look at the ground. Vatas like to look at the sky. Pitches love to glare. And Kappas love to look at the ground. So we're switching things up, right? So we're going to do uh, Vatas looking at the ground, Pitches softening that face, and Kappas looking to the sky. Just keep your eyes looking up. You want to stay up, lifted, right? And last but not least, tongue scraping. Tongue scraping to detox, getting all of that toxin. Again, I'm going to go through this in detail in another episode about uh, self-care for your doshas, but tongue scraping, if you don't know about tongue scraping, get on it. Order yourself a copper tongue scraper on Amazon. They sell them. I mean, they're very cheap. I think, I mean, no more than like $10 or something like that, and you're good to go. You clean it with lime and salt. And um, you do that every single day. I do it every single morning and every single night. But 
however you want to do it. I would recommend if you're going to do one, do the morning time and it scrapes all those toxins that have come up from your stomach from the night. Because the reason why we have uh, taste buds is to let our body know what we're eating so that way it knows what enzymes to release to be able to absorb the food the best so we can get those the, that nutrition that we need. So if we have a huge coating on our tongue, our receptors can't tell our body what we're eating and so it doesn't know what enzymes to release and so then it starts dumping a whole bunch of stuff out hoping for the best and it just causes a whole bunch of issues so scrape that stuff off give your body a chance to do its job the right way for you help you help yourself and again just like all the doshas sip warm lemon water throughout the day or just a warm water throughout the day to keep your digestive fire up but we are all done, and that is everything that we have about kapha. Again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I know that we just went over a lot of information about kapha, and there is still more to come, and there is more to go over. So again, message me on social, send me an email. If you want a um, breakdown of how to figure out your dosha, uh, you can go to Sahara Roses and do hers online, and that one's like a 15-minute one or something like that, but I also have my own. You can email me, and we'll figure out how to get that over to you. It's very extensive, going into detail about um, your property and your so what you were born with and where you are now. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Otherwise, you guys have a great rest of your day. I love you so much. Thank you for showing up today, doing this work for yourself and learning about yourself so that you can change and be your best you. I'm so proud of you. Love you guys. Bye chickals. And if you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe and rate and share with a friend who needs to hear it. Also, I would love if you could leave me a review on iTunes and take a screenshot and email it over to me at theworthybitch at gmail.com. That's theworthybitch at gmail.com. Link is in the show notes, and I will send you a free gift of my 30 affirmations for the doshas that will assist you in your practice to find balance. And as always, I thank you so much for taking this time today to show up for yourself and do the work. Keep living life on purpose, my worthy bitches.